mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Final hour, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Larry Unger answering phones, of course, and Charlie Grimes. Our engineer, Terry in Arvada, you're next. Who? Hello, Terry. Yeah, um, I've got a 2015 um, F-150. Okay. And it has what they call a skid plate. Now, I got some barbed wire mixed up under there on my ranch, and I went under there, took the barbed wire out of, from the skid plate. My question is, this skid plate is nothing more than cardboard. Fiber, yeah. Fiber and uh, a little... Some tin foil it's on really it. a cover, not a skid it's, plate. Right. It, it, it's more of an air deflector to keep snow and, uh, yeah, less drag as you're cruising down the road. Yeah, exactly. So I can do without it? I would say so. If From the ones we see, because that those typically have to come off in order to do the oil changes. It's just and a shield. Like that too. Right. Now, if you it's, want to put a real skid plate on it, they make a skid plate you can right. buy and put on in its place that yeah. would actually do something. That one's... That one's just to keep, yeah, dirt and stuff debris out of the and engine. Junk, that's about yeah, it. Exactly, from underneath the engine, yeah. Okay. All right. That's, it's probably also, to be fair to Ford, it's probably up in to where it's going to help with the fuel economy slightly. Yeah. I mean, it is negligible, but that's probably also why it's there. Yeah. All right. Well, I just, I didn't put it back on because I thought it was kind of. You're fine. Not going to hurt anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're. I mean, we ran vehicles for eons without them and got by just fine. (laughs) Right, exactly. Good enough. I'll drive without it. There you go. You're all good, Terry. Appreciate the phone call. And yeah, there's a lot of that stuff that ends up on vehicles and it's there for all sorts of different reasons. Believe me, if they didn't have to put it on there and save the money, they they would. Yeah, right. It's most likely more for the aerodynamic end of things than it is. Yeah. Anything else? David and Conifer, you're next. Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing it. Um, hey, so I had a question. I have a friend that uh, passed a couple weeks ago, and uh, big into carburetors, had shops for the last 30 years. Um, his daughter showed me his storage unit, um, and it looks like there's probably 200 carburetors sitting there. They're all spaced. It's not a big pile. Mm-hmm. Um, he went through it with her before he died. There's other stuff in there, too. I mean, he, he did have a shop. Um, just kind of curious on what you guys think we should do with that. Um, she's not a mechanic. Call, call uh, my good friend uh, Craig at uh, Peak High Performance. He takes some of those items, and he'll work out a deal with you guys where he'll do his best to move those items for you, give you a percentage of what he sells them for, 
and that's what I would do because it, it, you're going to have to market those things across the country. You're not going to sell them typically locally. You're going to have to get those into the right hands of people that actually want said carburetor and sell them one at a time is what I would do. You'll get more money out of doing that versus doing them in a, in a conglomeration, David. Okay. Sounds great. And Craig okay. can help you. Let me give you his number really quick. I talk to him on a weekly basis, so hang on one second here. I'll give you his number really quick. All right. It is 970-308-5452. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, it. Guys. You're very welcome, David. And yeah, when, when and those of you listening, I've got, again, uh, Craig will probably be an advertiser here before too long. He's growing and growing and growing. The problem is we've got uh, as much uh, items to sell as he has times to deal with, and we're looking at you know expanding and getting some help and all of that. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a guy that will take, especially car parts. So if you guys that are listening end up with any kind of uh, a death like this, or you've got a family member that's aging and there's just a lot of stuff that needs to be gone through, uh, Craig's a guy that will at least come look at things, give you some ideas of what values are there and what can be done with it, how long, you know, what kind of a time frame are we looking at and so on, and any other type of items too. Everything from catalogs, memorabilia, other car parts. I mean, some stuff, I'll just be flat out honest, and Ken, you know this, some stuff just isn't worth doing anything with. It's going right. to end up in the garbage. I hate to say that, right, but it, exactly. it is. Yeah. Um, now, some things will have value and are definitely worth cleaning up and going through and putting some some prices on and so on. But all of that, as is, is all of you know, that takes a tremendous amount right. of time, energy, effort, and it's why Craig started an entire business doing just that. Because, you know, you know, honestly, even for you and I, Ken, uh, I don't have time to do I, that. Right. You don't exactly. either, and most don't, because it yeah. really is a full-time job just dealing with that. Yeah, right. There's exactly. so much of it out there. There is, yeah. And, and uh, you can just collect stuff over time, and, you know, just anybody that... Well, does anything, any kind of activity or hobby or whatever. You collect extra stuff. Yes. And um, so, Yes. Yeah. And I will also tell a lot of you listening that maybe even have, you know, elderly folks in your family, parents, and so on. Most people think, oh, this stuff's going to be worth money forever. Um, no. Right. It actually has a time frame just like most other things do. Now, if it's something that's extremely, extremely desirable and rare yeah that's one of those items that will always hold its value but you know you start talking even old rodchesters and you know you know quadrajets and, and old carter you know afbs and hollies and so on um i will tell you that while there is some value in those today it is slowly diminishing as time goes by because the demand this is economics yeah it's supply and demand and once the demand starts to wane, and the reason why someone say, "Well, why is you know why is it waning?" Well, because even a lot of the guys that are doing you know restorations and so on, they may keep the original carburetor that came off the vehicle, but for drivability purposes, they'll go put a Holly, <laughs> yeah, you know, in, you know, injection, injection kit on it. You, you know, they'll yeah. do or a Hal kit or whatever. They'll do something along right. those lines to make it more drivable. They'll still keep the old carburetor, yeah. but they don't need parts for that anymore because right. they've got the ability to upgrade in a different manner that's why a lot of those older you know carburetors and things like that just aren't bringing the money that you'd think they would be because there's no yeah there's no demand anymore right yeah to make it drivable, diminishing demand i guess right. i should say yeah to make it drivable comfortably you have to inject it the only exception to that 
and this is what what brought this up was our last call, is if there's some original, like say, for example, you've got an original big block Chevrolet off of a Chevelle that had a 780 sure. vacuum secondary original GM part number, there'll be a little more value in that. Only went on this particular LS6 or whatever. Because those guys are going to want that. Yeah. That's where I'm talking about the rarity of it now supersedes everything I yeah. just said. But unless it's that. Sifting through that is. That takes time. Yeah, exactly. and, and you've got to have the ability to even know what that is and what numbers are you looking for and so on. And the average person isn't going to know what those things are. Or and, where to even look. Or yeah. Where to, yeah, exactly. Where to even look for that. So yeah. that's kind of the explanation of that. My point is, if you've got now. I'm just being frank. The time is now because I'm afraid that as time goes by, you're even seeing this happen with early Fords. So you take even a 32 Ford, you know, high boy or a 33 Ford, you know, three window, five window. You know, even some of those are starting to drop in value. You know, you can buy some cars today that guys probably have 100,000 plus in. You can buy for 30 to 40 grand today all day long. That's what's happening in that market. And unfortunately, as those guys start to get older and there's less and less people wanting those, the price starts to fall. And that's happening as we speak. So there's exceptions to that. So please don't text or email or call me with, you know, well, I I saw one the other day sell for. Okay. Yeah. I know there's exceptions. I'm talking in generalities. There's some really, really good, solid you know, high boy 32 Fords out there that are done very, very nicely that, again, guys have well over a hundred grand in that you can buy in the 30s to 40s. And it's, by the way, really good, fun street rod to own, but it's a fraction of what somebody had in them originally. And I hate to say this, they're not going up in value. Yeah. They're going to come down. So just a side note, questions 303-477-5600. Everything kind of ramps up as we get ready to go off air. So don't let that happen. Call us now. We'll get you in right now before we get to the end of the show. Again, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. What's in a name? For Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the name perfectly describes the state-of-the-art veterinary medical facility that we trust. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, trust is why we have chosen Lone Tree Vet for all of our pet's medical needs. They provide a wide variety of medical and surgical services and utilize state-of-the-art methods, protocols, and technology. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, you can trust the medical team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. We all know that making the decision for our pets to have a medical or surgical procedure is not always an easy one, but at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they understand the hesitation and anxiety that accompany leaving a pet for any type of procedure. Whether it's a spay or neuter surgery, a laparoscopic surgery, or a complex orthopedic surgery, the professional team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is dedicated to making your pet feel comfortable and special. If your pet needs medical care, call 303-708-8050 today. That's 303-708-8050. And for more information, visit them online at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. I'll get back into it because Charlie made mention of something a moment ago with some of the older products and vehicles and so on. I'll come back to that in a moment. Before that, though, Jim and Centennial, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good, sir. Mr. Ken Rackley, uh, thanks for taking care of my cars. Oh, hey, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> great. Glad, glad we could get you rolling again. Yeah, no problem. Um, I have a question. My wife uh, bought a new um, 4Runner, and I was thinking of keeping the old wheels and tires, but we want a different set for, like, maybe the winter. Um, can, a, can a car store more than the four sensors? Because I'd like to keep them, like, I, I want to register new tires with it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you do can. You, do you know if you can store more, like, so I don't have to keep 
I can just swap them out myself? You have to reprogram them every time. So when you swap oh, them you out, do? but but I believe because what your your forerunner's a set fifteen or seventeen? It's a uh, it's a new one. It's a twenty twenty three. Oh, it's a tw- oh, okay, okay. As far as I know, you should be able to. I'm not sure on the twenty three, uh, but I, I know in the past you can just program them. So when you put the new tires on you know swap them out every season you just program them at that point to the position they're in and and they'll learn that and is that a, a program you have to hook up uh, a computer to and do it or will it just do it automatically I'm not sure the ids or yeah i'm not sure on the 23 i no, i'm not sure on the 23 jim okay um but i know on on used to be able to just you know, be able to get it into learn mode and put pressure in them, and they would learn learn that particular tire. Okay, all right. I'll still think. Uh, yeah, I was just you know, rather <laughs> just to right because you're not going to get much for the the wheels that came on it. Um, I, was, I was hoping. Well, maybe I could just use those for the summertime. Sure. Yeah, it's a good idea. Put a more more yeah, beefy tire on in the winter time, but right. and then just swap them out. But yeah. you know, if I have to go and bring it in every time to get now, now you can or not, you or, can cheat and you didn't hear this here okay you can take a piece of pvc you can throw all four sensors inside of a piece of pvc that you then put a shirt you know put a valve stem in the end of the pvc it's all (laughs) capped off put the pressure to whatever you want it to throw that in the back someplace it'll read all of those and then put whatever set of tires and wheels you want on an ongoing basis and swap just manually check them yeah yeah Oh, pressure okay, that's the, a great idea. <laughs> you, can, you pressure the tank that those sensors are going to sit right. inside of and just throw that in the back someplace and yeah. let them hang out, and then you can run whatever tire and wheel package you want to, Jim. Yeah, and just kind of keep an eye on your pressures. Yeah. yeah. You didn't or, hear that here, but yeah. you can do that. <laughs> okay. No, no, I've never, never thought of that, so that's a, that's a great idea. That's and that way right. you're not having to dink around with a bunch of sensors and so right. on and Swap all of that. Them. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I'll try that. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. Well, we both learned welcome. something today, Jim. <laughs> and a little trick there for guys that want right. to run multiple tires and wheels. And, and you know, if you're not having to run through, you know, do different sensors and programming Makes and all sense, that every yeah. single time you do it. Yeah, you, that's yeah. a that's kind of a poor man's way of doing it, and it actually works very well. More actually. convenient. And way more convenient. Yeah, and as long as you're, you know, attuned to what your tires are. As long as you're watching are. things, yeah, exactly. which in his case yeah. he is. Big oh, yeah. deal. Yeah. Well, you go. Jim, yeah. Piece of cake. He is on top of yeah, I wouldn't recommend that to everybody, but right. in that case, yes, exactly. there you go. Yeah. All right, Alan, you're next. Hey, I got a 99 Tracker. It's the smaller engine. I think it's 1.8. And it, the the light came on for emissions or the engine light, and it's, I have a code reader, and it was the, oh, the ERG valve. EGR. EGR valve. And I replaced it, and it, I could clear it, and I can run it about a half hour so it heats up and then it comes back again. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because the description of the code, it probably has, it's kind of hard to say on the description anyway, but there's probably three or four, maybe even five different EGR codes that are related to EGR system, but maybe not necessarily related to the valve. So it could be a, you know, restriction in the flow, things along those lines. If you have an exhaust leak, if, if there's anything along those lines that could be related to that, the, even the electrical signal to the EGR for the EGR valve 
can set a code. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, so there's there's other things with with what a code indicates that can cause that code to set. Because I just kind of thought after it heated up, is there like a, because it seems like it has three sensors, oxygen sensors or something, and uh-huh. maybe one, I thought one of them's closer to the manifold or something. Yeah, probably not. I mean, if it's setting a EGR code, it's not sensing that it's working. The so, circulation of it. Right. So it's hard to say if it, obviously the valve was replaced, so you would think that would be good at this point, but yeah, it would take further diagnostic basically yeah. to figure out where the actual problem yeah. is and hopefully something like that would be fixable if if there's a component problem just you probably didn't have an easy time finding that egr valve either no napa had it oh did they okay yeah. maybe yeah. yeah being a suzuki version i think is what that was yeah. and, um, might be limited on on resources but yeah maybe not is there been anybody around Brighton that could fix that? I don't have, we don't have anybody out in the Brighton area, no, I do not. Your closest is going to be either Ken over here in Aurora or Boulder. Boulder, huh? Who's in Boulder? Uh, Legacy. Legacy in Boulder. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Thank, appreciate the phone call very much. Okay, back to conversation I sort of left off with before we went to the last break on some of you that are holding on to some items. And... Again, a lot of this I stay up on because I talk to Craig on a pretty routine basis. And as we were, you know, talking about, you know, him helping dispose of some products, sell some products, dispose of <laughs> the right word, repurpose. <laughs> I'll right. make sure you use the right there word, repurpose some of those products. And what what I've, you know, continued to learn from him and kind of already knew is, you know, there's some folks out there, and, and Craig deals with some of these people on a routine basis where they have hung on to things for a very long time. I mean, I'm talking decades where they had an item maybe paid some money for it even back in the day 30 years ago or so, and they've kept these items this entire time. And the reality is they've kept them so long now that the demand for said item is no longer what it once was. And the reality is it may actually be worth less today than you paid for it 30 years ago. That's even with inflation, sure. which means it's really worth a lot less than what it was some 30 years ago. So my point is, is really to keep, to take an inventory of said items and really get an idea of what some of these items are worth. And what I mean by that is get a realistic idea of what the items are worth today, not what you paid for it 10, 15, 30 years ago, because that value has most likely changed up or down. Yeah from what it was when you bought said item. And, and I don't have any specifics in, you know, in front of me, but you, know, you just can go through certain... Well, I do have specifics. A lot of guys for the longest time were holding on to older small block Chevy engines, mm-hmm. the two-piece seal small block Chevy engines, thinking, oh, they're going to be worth you know, a bunch of money someday. Um, actually, no, You're right. they're not. In fact, most guys even building cars today want a later model small sure. block engine, unless yeah. it's a numbers matching block that goes with an early Camaro or something along those lines. Something but that's worthy of value. That. Yeah, right. But exactly. If not, most guys building cars want a one piece rear main seal yeah. because they don't leak yeah. and they're <laughs> not going to build a two piece seal engine in the first place. So. What I'm getting at here is even some of those things where you thought at one time there really were some solid money, um, it was then, 
It's not now because it's been superseded by other things that have a higher value because the demand is higher for those items than it is for even that early four-bolt main small-block Chevy engine, which at one time anybody that had one wanted to keep because it was the gold standard to own. It's not anymore. And that's just one example of what I'm talking about. And there's a lot of those where there's folks, I believe, hanging on to some of these things, thinking they're worth a lot of money. Uh, heads, another example. A lot of guys would hang on to the early you know, double hump, yeah. either 195 or 202 Chevy heads because they had some value. Well, what's happened since then is there's enough aftermarket companies that are building aluminum replicas of those for less money than you probably could have bought those for back then. And they flow better and they're everything, lighter and everything. Everything is better. better. Yeah. So why would you still hang on to some old 202 or 190? Again, unless you've got an original bill right. that you're trying to keep things original. If you're not, you can go buy a set of even, even General Motors makes aftermarket aluminum heads right out of their performance division. Right. You'll go buy those instead. Yeah. So a lot of this... It's the perception that of the owner that thinks, oh, these are worth a lot of money. But reality says something completely different. And, and you've got to get those two joined together. Exactly. Well, and, and buying them, well, the longer I hold on to them, the more they'll be worth. Not always. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In some case, the opposite. Because mm-hmm. there's, you guys can't see me doing this, but th- think of, you know, Steve called in earlier, what do you call Pike's Peak if it were a book? Okay, well, think of this whole realm of what we're talking about like a mountain values climbing 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 but eventually it peaks just like the top of the mountain does and once you're at that peak if you wait too long you now got to come back down and now you're coming down 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 and you may very well find yourself coming farther down than what you even started at climbing the mountain in the first place so there's this bell curve that's mm-hmm. happening, and if you wait too long, you're going to find your items worth a lot less than they were that, than you actually paid for them back in the day. And with inflation and the cost of money, it's actually worth way less. Because even if you sell it for what you paid for it back in 1990, you're right. Yeah, you've yeah, lost you've money. Lost, yeah. You stored it, and the cost of money is way different today. So even that, we'll use hundred dollars as a round number. You paid hundred dollars for it in 1990. You sell it for hundred dollars today. You lost fifty bucks probably. Yeah. Because that's the value of the money and where we're at today, because the dollar is worth half of what it was almost back in 1990. So even if you sell it for the same dollar amount, you didn't. You lost money. And you've got to, again, trying to join the owner's perception into the reality of what's going on in the marketplace together to get a really good idea of what are these items actually worth. And for a lot of you that are hanging on to stuff, my suggestion is stop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decide what it is you really want sentimental-wise, but you know I'm one of those guys where unless it's in the bank account, there's no sentimental value. Yeah. I want that money in the bank account, not just sitting on the shelf someplace. Yeah. So food for thought. We'll come right back. Questions, let us know, 303-477-5600. The text line, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21 percent. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS two nine eight one nine one regulated by door equal credit lender. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive Boulder, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. We know you love the power and endurance of your diesel engine. At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we speak diesel fluently. Our skilled mechanics have years of experience in diesel service, repairs, and maintenance. From routine checkups to major overhauls, we've got you covered. We'll keep your diesel engine roaring with efficiency and provide you with the exceptional service you deserve. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive Boulder offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity so you'll always know what services you need and why your satisfaction is our driving force so why wait experience the legacy automotive difference today just go to legacyautoboulder.com to book an appointment whether you're an ev enthusiast a hybrid aficionado or a diesel devotee we're here to keep you on the road with confidence legacy automotive boulder where expertise meets excellence have you ever thought about owning a classic car hot rod older truck or an out-of-the-norm vehicle 
Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Lines are full. We'll get right after it. Mike and Highlands Ranch, you're next. Hey, John. Thanks for taking hey, my Mike. call. Appreciate it. I'm just out running some errands today and enjoying the moronic driving that I always see when I come out. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, the, Welcome uh, to my daily life. Of, <laughs> well, no, I get it. The lack of blinker fluid. I mean, nobody yep. seems to have looked at that. There's uh, a shortage. Lane discipline. All the lanes are yours. That's okay. Take mm-hmm. any one you want. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a question. Um, I was at an intersection. Guy took off in his diesel truck and absolutely blotted out the sun. Mm-hmm. And and I went, that used to call that. Rolling stuff. coal. Yeah. Uh, rolling coal. How in the world do you tune a truck to do that? Overfuel it big yeah. time. Yep. And it's and it's such a knucklehead move, and I don't know why these guys do it. It gives all of us that are car and truck enthusiasts a bad name, Mike. I literally, absolutely despise those guys. You can make a truck run really well without having to do that. They do that to to really make a statement. It's just a show. I, I, I think they yeah. have a, another syndrome that I won't get into, but they've got a syndrome that they're trying to overcome. And I don't know why those knuckleheads do that, Mike, because it makes all of us well, in the automotive okay. world look bad. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what it is. The bigger the truck, the smaller the guy. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, one version yeah, of it. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we have a name for that, but yeah, uh-huh. Thank you, Mike. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I look and I go, look at the size of that thing, and then this guy five foot two gets out. Uh-huh, I know. 
And I go, yo, bro, what are you making up for here? <laughs> and, and again, but, you know, my, and my biggest, my biggest complaint, I'm glad you brought this up because I was reading some things this past week on that mic. My biggest complaint, again, is you know, it's the same type of guy that'll do a big old burnout at the stoplight or will have, you know, I'm not against loud exhaust because I love it myself, but how it's used and when it's used. I mean, you really need to be careful with all those things because the entire, you know, world is watching us, if you would. And we need to be a good representation of the performance car end of things. And a lot of these guys are just making us look like fools. I hate that. Thank you. Thank you. There's a time and a place for that. Uh, and and we've all we all know that that if I'm going to go play, I'm going to go out to a track someplace and really play. Exactly. And so exactly, I, you know, the place to do it is not on the street because you can't even let that that fine machine you're driving breathe right. on the streets. They're so crowded. Yeah, but, uh, no, you, thing, really, to your point, Mike, and that's where even guys with performance cars, which a lot of us have, I mean, there's a time and a yeah. place for everything, and even when you take it out, when you drive it, how you drive it, where you drive it, and, I'll, and I'm just, I watch some of these other folks at time, and I'm like, you are not helping our industry in the way you're behaving right. at all. No, no, no. Uh, on your, your uh, getting rid of, of old stuff, I remember the double hump Chevy head, yep. the uh, you know the D ports, yep. the yada yada. I got friends that still have that stuff. They need to get rid I'm of it like, because it's going down in value, Mike. Yep. Oh no, it's worthless. It's about worthless. Yep. Said, Nobody wants it. You don't right. get it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, because uh, to your point, Mike, time. even guys building old hot rods and things like that. I mean, no offense, you, if you're building even a car from scratch, you can buy a crate engine. Nobody's even building that stuff anymore unless it's a no. period-specific car you're trying to do something special with. There's no value there. Yeah. Well, you can buy a crate motor that is 10 times yeah. better than what you build. Correct. Yeah. And, and you can, uh, yeah. Efficiently, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. Correct. I mean, you know, we can go. Now, having said that, I'll leave you this thought. About that time of year, folks, to check that battery, antifreeze, yes. see if your snow tires, uh, you know, time to get that rig ready for winter. Yep, exactly. Yep. Snow's coming. Uh, all right. Take care, folks. Always, Mike. Appreciate you very much. Great comments, and he is spot on. I, I, I can't add anything to that. Eddie and Golden, you're next. Hey, John. Appreciate your show. Great, great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just like to pass along the listeners. Obviously, the uh, I mean, Golden. I'm I'm sitting here on South Golden Road. Uh, just thought I'd pull over and make a call. But the uh, Golden Cruise is already <laughs> up and running a little bit. Early, oh wow! So. Yeah, this is right. This is our last night for it, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, the weather is perfect. It is they, perfect. They got, they got cars here in the Golden High School lot already parked. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, yeah, hey, listen. Uh, I got a kind of a family car. I got an O3 Camry uh, four-door. I, I just use for for getting around with a little better gas mileage. But um, hey, I I did kind of a bonehead move a little bit ago. I I didn't get to the back drum brakes. Um, I know they were they were in need of change, and uh, I, I went to pop it off one night, and I was going to do it before we we headed out of town uh, to Yellowstone about a month ago, and. Uh, I realized I was missing the uh, the clips um, somehow, and so I I just threw the drum back on, and I wasn't paying attention to the little the holes so that you can adjust the drums in and out. I, uh, I I put it on wrong; it wasn't lined up, 
And on that car, you don't have anything on the backing plate to get to it. So <laughs> um, the, the drums have worn down, or the, the shoes have worn down so bad that I think I've created a little bit of a ridge so I can't get the the uh, oh. drum off mm-hmm. without And you can't get to the adjuster shoes. to bring them in is what you're saying? Yeah, ultimately I can't get the adjuster because the, the little hole, the, the, pit, the hole you can put the, yeah. the screwdriver in, I can't get to it. And so I'm like, wow, um, <laughs> how am I going to so get So you can't reach the adjuster. I mean, even with a long, skinny screwdriver, you can't go you know, back and forth and reach it one way or the other. Normally, even if they're on backwards, you can still reach it. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I could, but if the, if the hole was lined up, um, you know, you got the hub. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you got the the drum that comes on. I, I can't. Some there's some part behind. It, I can't tell what it is, but it. I only got like 25 percent of the hole open to get in there, and hmm. and so I'm concerned. I'm going to have to maybe drill through that drum. And that's no, making you should me a you shouldn't nervous. have you shouldn't have to do that. I mean, you ought to be able to again use either a coat hanger, a wire, a you know, one of the old radiator hose removal tools that's got a big angle to it. I mean, you ought to be able to use something to put in that hole and move that adjuster. And that Well, well that, I guess what I'm saying is I can't even see the adjuster. No, you'll have to just feel it. You won't be able to see it. You'll have to yeah. feel it. And that drum has uh, tapped holes in it to where you can Help screw it. bolts into it. Help move it off. Pull the hub off. Or pull it off the hook. Yeah, the, are those eight eight by one twenty five? Yeah, sounds about, about right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80, I, yeah. I I I had done that previously, like some time back, and I ended up cracking the drum. That's probably what you could run into this time yeah. too, if you can't get those yeah. shoes backed off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, which means you'll like be replacing everything if you at that point you're going to do it all. Yeah. Hardware, everything. Yeah. yeah. Shoes, hardware, drums, everything. Yeah. And if there's a that much of a ridge in it anyway, you're going to be doing be, it anyway. Doesn't matter. Doing it anyway, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to to, to do it the right way and back off the shoes and then pull it off. And obviously, I mean, knowing that you're going to be, you know, that you're going to be probably replacing all these things anyways. No matter as long as you don't ruin the hub and the studs, do whatever you need to to get them off. Yeah. 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 What? What? Is, is there a certain recommended drill bit to, nope. to try to? If I have to. Okay. Nope. Doesn't matter. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that, that's just that's just cast anyways in that area, so you can do whatever you need to. Yeah. Not a big deal. Oh, because somebody suggested like a coal belt for a hard. Doesn't metal. matter. No, yeah. it's not hard in that area. Yeah. Oh, okay. The drum is not that hard. Only hardened out where the shoes rub. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, obviously, yeah. If I already split it with the uh, yeah, it ain't gonna matter at this point. Yeah. Do whatever you need to. Yep. As needed. Okay. Go go to town. I've t- I've taken torches at times and cut the drum in two. So torches whatever you got to do. Big hammers. That's and, right. Whatever you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I, I didn't want to cut the drum in half because then I'm going to be cutting some of that backing plate yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, not you don't want to yeah. get in the backing plate, but you can cut the rest of it off. Your shoes and everything's going to be bad. Yeah. It's not going to matter. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go, go to yeah. town. Smack it with the that's right. Big sledge. That's right. Whatever you got to do. Whatever yeah. you got to do to break it apart and get it off there. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've hit it with a sledge, and it only comes out about a half inch. I needed, I'm probably going to need another three quarters of an inch to get it over the shoes. Yeah, yeah. Always take a cutoff oh, wow. wheel to it if you need to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. You're on the right appreciate track, it. Eddie. Thank you, John. All right. All right. Appreciate you. All right, uh, Bob, Jeff, hang tight. We'll you, you, we'll get you guys as soon as we come back from our last break here. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Never know. 
something really cool happened in 1975. And no, it wasn't the beginning of the disco era. Congress passed the Magnuson-Moss Act. You don't have to take your vehicle back to your dealer to keep your vehicle manufacturer's warranty in effect. Our Napa Auto Care Center uses the proper replacement parts and procedures to keep that warranty valid. Visit our independently owned Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. 
All right. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Bob in Colorado Springs, you're next. Go ahead. John, I hope I can get this all done here. Last week, you guys, we ran out of time, and you didn't get to answer my question. Okay. John, I'm the guy with the Silverado here in Colorado Springs, okay. the Chevy 2000. I was having trouble with it starting, you know? Right. And then I put that fuse in, and we figured we had that problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah, I remember. Fuse. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, it's, I'm having some, I'm having some uh, not quick turning over real quick. It, it's kind of it's, it's kind of hesitating just a little bit. And uh, so we went up to Denver, and, you know, we went up to see a, a relative in the hospital, and we said, okay, just hope it works. And it did, and it got us home, and we're here now. And uh, But it's still, I got this little hesitant, and um, I'm just, everybody that checks this out says, my starter's good, my alternator's good, and my battery's good. And what, what I do notice, John, is when I'm at a, at a, I'm getting ready to turn, and I turn my turn signal on, I noticed my little needle on my vault, you know, where the battery is mm-hmm. on a gauge. I know it just kind of moves just a little bit with each tick of the of the turn signal. Is that indication of anything going wrong? I've not noticed that before. Mm, don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think that okay. would be any indication okay. of anything. And you say well, hesitate when you hit the go into the start position, it, the starter cranking? Yeah, I tried just a, a, a little bit, but when I first put that fuse in, boy, it was just right on. I mean, it, it no hesitation at all. But I went out there this morning, and I had a little bit more hesitation, hmm. and um, so uh, I'm I'm not sure now. When they check an alternator and they have me start it, will that give a false reading with it running? No, they have to what test the alternator no? with the with it running. Right. Right, and yeah. when it reads right on, is that means the alt- I mean, the and the, and the starter is that all good? Typic- when they- yeah, typically they're testing amp draw on this on the starter when it's cranking, and then they're testing the charging voltage and amperage. Maybe not the amperage, okay. but at least charging voltage when it's charging from the alternator. So, yeah, if they're testing good at that point, then yeah, I would say they're okay. probably good. If you have a delay in the start, uh, I'm not sure. So you had to put a fuse in it. Uh, now, I, yeah, and that was on. Now that was on. That was on the starter. Now I have right. an ignition fuse in there too. Should I put a new one in it and try it and see how it acts? No, there's that two side by side. Should that would make no difference. No, okay. that would make. The only thing that I can think of, if it's a, you know, a delay in cranking, then possibly the relay. But I mean, if it, I don't know. <laughs> that would be the only <laughs> other thing that I would think okay. that could cause a, a delay in that. So. Okay. Now, uh, you guys, I really appreciate you guys. I I really do in in more ways than one and your politics and everything. I really appreciate you taking time with everybody and talking with everybody and all. And, John, I got one more question here. I got got underneath. I got underneath, and I I tracked my my starter down, and I noticed um, we used to call them bending switches way back, but I guess they're called relay switches now on the side, you know, of the starter. The, and that cable solenoid. on there, yeah, on the cylinder, right. Uh-huh. Now, that that cable there th- that I'm looking at, used to, in the old days, you just took a bolt and took that off of there. This one actually looks like it could be, like, built onto it, and that doesn't look right to me. Hmm. There, there, I was going to take, like, a bolt, you know, take it off, the, you know, the cable that goes to the positive up mm-hmm. on the battery and clean it up real good, but it, this this one looks like... And then my wife pulled this up, my starter, and 
there's no there it's 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 not there's no I'm there's no cable built to it. There is. It's so. just all the way up top. It you might not be able to see it really easy from if you're laying underneath it. Uh, but there is a battery cable that goes to the top, right. and it just go bolts on, on the just stud. like the old ones did. Yeah, on the stud yeah. there. Yeah, and then there's the smaller okay. wire too. So yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, and I, I I just don't know what this hesitation is. I mean, are we good to go? Uh, I mean, just I got everything in my in my toolbox. I pack everything in case I have problems to pull this thing. In case I have, I even put a hammer in it if I have to whack it or something. You know, right. to start it, but. Yeah. But I mean, everybody's giving me a good reading on it. Everybody, yeah. they say, you, yeah. I mean, if I think if so. you're, yeah, if you're trying to check that those wires that you know where it attaches to the solenoid, I'm almost thinking you have to pull the starter loose and then pull the starter down in order to get to those wires. In yep. some cases, that that's what my next question was to ask you yep, guys. You if I did. Yeah. And boy, they are hard to break. Yes, I have not been able to break it. Yeah. So I'm going to give that another okay. shot, guys. All right, Bob. All appreciate right. it very much. We'll squeeze one more in. Jeff in Western Montana. You're probably our last caller. What's up, sir? Yeah, hey, I just had a quick question. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah, on uh, you were talking about uh, you know, old stuff you keep around. Yes. And you don't really need it anymore. My mom it gifted me. I kind of put that in quotes. Uh, <laughs> A couple of Model T jacks, and they just sit on the floor of my garage, just kind of taking up room and dust. And I, I hesitate to get rid of them, but is there any use for those that people can, you know? Antique collector is going to be more somebody along those lines. Most guys in the automotive end of things, uh, not much value there. It's more for somebody trying to do some you know, art decor and maybe, you know, have an old looking shop or something along those lines. But as far as the actual Jack itself is concerned, no. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, the guy with the drum brake issue, a real quick question on that. Would it help if he just disconnected the brake lines and the cylinder on the drum? No. Did he get enough play on it? Uh, 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 yeah, that's the nice thing about drum brakes is there's no, there's no drag because the, the way that the springs operate the shoes, the cylinder's already collapsed. Okay. Alrighty. So, so yeah, no, on, on, uh, on a caliper, sometimes that would work, Jeff, but on on a wheel cylinder, no, they're already collapsed, or they they sh- they should be. I mean, if everything inside is hooked up correctly, they should be uh, collapsed already, which I'm guessing they are. I don't know. Jester must have got put on backwards or something when it, when those shoes were put on initially. Is what I'm thinking has happened. Yeah. Okay. What, it, well, again, thanks a lot, guys. You bet, Jeff. Right, Appreciate thanks. it very much. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, Ken brought up a picture of the old Model T Jacks. And, yeah, I mean, unless somebody's just using it for some art decor, you know, outside even. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I would and, never use that to actually jack anything up and down with because right. of the age. Exactly. It's, again, it's going to be more of a of a collector's piece, art, something along those lines. I, and there's plenty of them, by the way, listed all over eBay. Yeah. So They go anywhere from 80 bucks to 150 is what they're asking. Yeah, so, so yeah. is there much value there? Actually, I'm looking at some even as low as 50 bucks. So is there much yeah. value there? No. Right. I hate exactly. to say that. So, All right, guys, with that, Sportsman of Colorado is coming up next. Scott Watley, he's got a live show today, so we have a lot of information for you. Ken, give your number out one more time. Yeah, number's 303-364-3391. Appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for all the calls. Larry Younger also handling phones for us today. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. And, again, anything you always, any questions you might have for us, text line 
800-200-8222. You can also send us an email right off the website, drive-radio.com. With that, have a great rest of your weekend. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.